And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. <laughs> that was a perfect daylight savings thing. Like, we were yeah. not ready at all. <laughs> it was really instant reaction. Like, we ran in here and <laughs> flicked oh on the mics and said, um, yeah. is it on? Here we go. I am your host at um, <laughs> own Mark Eastman. Thank you for tuning in. Now oh. that Now that we're... Yeah, we're we're, we're totally up. lost. Yeah. With me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I really want you to get, like, business cards. That say co-host extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. I've got business cards that's that your, say all kinds of that's things. That's your thing. Uh, this week we're doing Ender's <laughs> that's Game. My, that's my thing. <laughs> that is your, that's, your, that's your moniker. I should just that's get That's your into, label. Your co-host extraordinaire. Right, I get it. You could do other things. You could get other gigs. Co-host right. other just things. Show just show up. Just because you are. Just hand my business card. Exactly. Like, Don't you know who I am? It that's says right. it right there. Uh, Ender's Game. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, going into this week... I, I don't know that we need to do anything else, especially because uh, the end of the year is coming and we're going to be so bombarded with... It's November. That's crazy. We're going to be so bombarded with other things and uh, coming up with lists and voting and everything. It's all like right around the corner and have you loved no sense in doing other things. (laughs) Have you loved lists anymore this year? Have you found an affinity no. for them? Yeah. This one's going to be a weird year, I think, though, for like top ten. This and uh, <laughs> as soon as we start getting really just slammed with every movie that came out this year, yeah. that we will be catching up on and everything, our own special list of movies is going to be weird too, right. because this is this, this is, is a weird year. This has really been a weird year, yeah. and we thought last year was a weird year. We really did think last and year. And little year. did we know that <laughs> this year was going to. And then we've got uh, 2015 is going to be the most insane year ever. Yeah. I don't know what next year is going to be completely like, oh. but I know what next year is well, going to be. That was I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what uh, next year is going to be like. In terms of I don't overall feel, but 2015 has like everything in yeah. the universe is coming out in 20, right. 2015, so that'll be fun. But this year has been very weird, especially kind of from the point of view of uh, we're supposed to do a list of our nominees for things that can't get nominated. Right. And I don't know what's going to be on I that list know. now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, be everywhere. I'm going, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't love a lot of stuff this year yeah. that can't get nominated. And last yeah. year, and last year I did. Last year I hated a lot of stuff that came out in theaters. We had, yeah. And, uh, or uh, some of the stuff might have come out in theaters, but it was right. uh, kind of lesser stuff. I don't know, not, not award show caliber people or whatever. Right. And I had 
an easy time with that list. It's yeah. actually part of the reason I came up yeah, with that you, being the list because I, yeah. I there like, were I so many that. things I saw yeah. that I said, man, if only. Yeah. And and I saw a lot of performances last year where I said, but they'll never get nominated. Right. They just that was a can't fun, get nominated. That was a fun show. And, and I remember I remember how fun it was. And trying now, to crack our brains about it. Now I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. it's going to be really weird because yeah. I, at least so far I've not seen a lot of stuff that just falls into place like that where yeah. where I think oh here's my obvious choice for this but right anyway um unless you count uh Asa Butterfield except I think he could get nominated and yeah. you know who knows but uh I thought he was really good um anyway we'll jump right into Ender's game and I actually do have a few clips this week where we spliced together some interviews into hey, right. uh, cool. nothing that's at well, all interesting, but wow. we get to say Harrison Ford's on the show. So right. you have to like that. Yeah. Uh, Ender's game. So as we all know, because I'm declaring that we all know, right. we, we all know what this, sh- what this movie's about um, with Ooh, the, uh, it, it is risky, but if you see the trailer, you pretty much know where you are. Right. And, you know, we've been saying for, if you listen to the show uh, frequently, you know that I've been saying for the longest time, I don't get this movie. And <laughs> and to tell you the truth, I still kind of don't, even after no. seeing it. Yeah. I, I like it a lot more than I thought I was going to, mm-hmm. but I still kind of don't get it. I, I think it's a strange book to turn into a movie. If you've read the book... And then you go, oh, now I'm going to see the movie. It's a weird thing because, as I've said, I think, several times on the show, the book is kind of like a magic trick. And what's the thing of the book is, ooh, there's the super twist. It's almost like if you read the book of the sixth sense and now watch the movie. Right. Is it, it, which is sort of the same as saying, watch that movie again. Yeah. Because it's just a, it's a big trick and it's a, similar kind of thing going on here. What's really awesome about the book mm-hmm. is when you get, when you get the trick and, yeah, you, when and, they reveal. and yeah. you, and then you have to, you know, look at things a different way and then you have to go, Oh, this, they had this all planned from the beginning. Whatever. Right. Right. And it's this whole, just like grand machination of the powers that be putting Ender in this situation. And, right. And, uh, and and not only that, but like the psychological warfare they play on him to mm-hmm. get him to the point they want him to be, who knows, in order to get there, whatever. Yeah. But now you watch the movie and you already know the trick, and it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's, and and like I said, I liked the movie more than I thought I probably would, mainly because I I kind of thought if there's anything that they could screw up really easily, this, this would be a good example of something yeah. that could just, you know, you could be a big fan of the book and walk in and go, what the right. hell are they doing right. to this? Because that's what Hollywood does, right? Right. I mean, they, they take stuff and then they Hollywoodify it. Holly- and, <laughs> yeah. And they, and they suck all the life out of it, but it was, it was good, but it's still for me a weird kind of thing. So, um, we're just going to go, I guess, right with the ratings yeah. as we're supposed to do or whatever. Right. Um, I I almost want to rate this higher, and it's another one of those where we keep doing that, right? Yeah. But I kind of feel like uh, three and a half is like the best I can go, even though I really like a lot of it. 
Mm-hmm. I liked the people in it. And yet, you know, I don't know. For me, they like they robbed the ending yeah. of all of its real power. And even though, even though they turned the beginning part of the movie into something that was really watchable, mm-hmm. which I was surprised at, really. I mean, it was... I was like right there for most of the movie. I was going, okay, let's go. This is yeah, cool. Right. And I, I, I loved Ace of Butterfield in it. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It was doing a lot of things right. But then at the end, it, it really killed it for me with the ending. Yeah. And uh, the end, you know, spoiler alert, I guess. I don't know if this spoils anything. But the, the movie doesn't end at the end of the first book. Right. The the movie kind of goes in and, you know, now we're really testing my memory here, but the the movie goes in like a couple of chapters or something anyway. into the second one. And it also kind of builds some stuff into it that like connects it more. Yeah. That uh, as far as I remember anyway, it doesn't really exist in the first book. There's like this whole weird stuff that happens during the, earlier parts of the movie that leads you into where he goes. Right. And I don't think that happens in the, I can't remember in the it, first book. Well, as a, it didn't seem familiar anyway, for, like because, everything else did. We don't often do. <laughs> but, yeah. We don't often do this, but when, you know, just for the record, when was the last time you read it? Cause you had read it like a decade uh, ago. Yeah. Or something I, like that? I think I read it somewhere around nine or 10 years. Cause ago I'm going to say this by way of giving us, and out if we make a big mistake here. Like, we can review the movie. Um, okay, so you're at three and a half stars, you know. There. Yeah. We just saw this film Friday night, and yeah. no 3D. I don't even know if it's in 3D. But if I it, think is, it is, that would be an interesting film, um, partially just for the, the school stuff that they did. But we're gonna, I'm going to say this to give us both a way out, which is I haven't read this film in forever. Uh, I haven't read the book in forever. I read right. it when it first came out. Right. I wasn't even a teenager at that point, so my memory of it is like a cliff note version. But the interesting thing that I was telling you when we saw it, and we were talking about it on the way out, um, was that it, the stuff that I saw reminded me of the things that I forgot off the top of my head. Like right. I would see a scene and I'd be like, oh, I remember that. And it would right. fill it in, and I'd be like, oh, now I remember the book from that. But I couldn't tell you outside of what the general book cover plot of the film uh, right, the right. movie was based on the book, because I hadn't read it in so long. So if we make a mistake, there's our route. It's right. been a long time since we read it. I'm kind of like you. I had so much fun for like the first hour of it. And there's definitely a point where it fell off for me. And I was trying to really find, like I was like gearing up. I'm like, man, Harrison Ford is great. Asa Butterfield's great. The whole cast is really great. The special effects are great. Find a way to make this four stars. Right. And I can't. You know, right. I was, I, when I pulled in, I was like, well, I'm pretty much still the way I felt after I saw the film. Friday night, I'm at three and a half. Yeah. Like, it's really good at certain things. And it's not just, and, and again, also by way of saying all that, is to cover, you know, at least my perspective, which is I'm not holding it totally, you know, feet to the fire for the book's ending. Like, I, right. I remembered after seeing it that the book actually kind of had more of an emotional impact when Ender has to talk with the Queen. Like, when there's that rapport and that communication there, and in the film, there's nothing. Like, it's actually more about Ender and what they want his responsibilities to be versus the survivor's guilt, like all the inside knowledge of all the stuff, like why the buggers did 
everything that they did. Right. And then on top of that, just kind of the way we'll we'll talk about this, the scene that they basically neuter. There was, know, there, there, was, there, was there was weirdly no buggers actually. Now that you mentioned, I know that, I keep remembering yeah. them being buggers, but right. they they're like the Phillips or the Felix or they, I, you know I they know, just whatever. It, it was. I'll look it, it up on IMDb in a second. It, but whatever it was, that's what it was from the but book. But it buggers. was like the whole slang in the book was everyone right. called them buggers and right. everything, and they didn't. Do they that. never even called them buggers in the film. Like, right. I, and I know Orson Scott Card rewrote it a couple times. Uh, I know he rewrote it at least one time to bring some contemporary stuff in like in the 90s, something about the Soviet uh, Union falling and all that stuff. But there's, there's a huge moment, you know, basically the reveal of the big trick that you keep mentioning. And right. that's an important moment that I do remember from the book. I remember reading it because you're young and impressionable. You're like, whoa. Right. And it, it has no effect. In no, the it, it, it's really it really important. doesn't. And, it's, and uh, it's really gone. It's a strange thing. And, the, and it turns this into a weird movie to yeah. try and review. Yeah. Because all you know, did they call them? All, all we want to talk about is is, <laughs> the, thing, is the, the best end part, yeah. and the, we the want whole to tell trick, you right? Who Kaiser Soze is, right? But you know the whole the whole thing of the of the book is you know like I said it's a magic trick, and now we've we've taken the film, and clearly there are some things that we want to do more, and some things that we want to do less, right. and we have to change things a bit to make it a movie. But I feel like all the things they want to do more are the wrong ones, and all the things they want to do less are the wrong ones. Yeah. And and then that all culminates in the ending not really taking you where you're supposed to get. Like, the whole point of the story is to get to this ending and have it really, like, sell. Mm-hmm. And... Instead, it's almost like we're, we want to sidestep the ending completely and go, well, okay, there, that's, that's what happened. There <laughs> right. it was. There now go. let's move on. And, you know, in the book, and, you know, there are certain things. Um, so I guess going through the story real quick, right, this weird uh, alien race of ant-like creatures. Formix. Right. Now I got it right. So um, Attacked oh, Earth uh, 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever it is yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and very nearly wiped us out. Right. And luckily for us, the one guy destroyed a certain mothership, whatever, right. who knows. And, you know, we were saved, but hundreds of millions of people were killed. Right. But at least we survived, and and all of Earth's existence basically since then has been trying to gear up for when they come back, the or time. or right. being prepared for when they come back, or whatever. And and Harrison Ford is like leading the whole Earth's defense, whatever thing. Who yeah. knows? All the so we suddenly have all these spaceships, and it's really right. awesome. Right. And, uh, and and what they're doing is like you know recruiting basically little kids mm-hmm. who are you know I don't know twelve whatever kind of age Ender is and then you know around that age too there's kids right. that are younger and older and everything like that and basically they're trying to find like the next super genius tactician because. Uh, ultimately, they figure what they have to do is win one battle that right. ends all wars. Right. And they don't really know how to do it. And they need to find somebody who is just super, yeah. super brilliant tactician. Who knows? Whatever. 
Um, anyway, so you know he gets enlisted, and there's all this stuff about his siblings, which we from the book. There was a lot yeah, more of that. Of there was a lot more of that in the book, and here you get really kind of the cliff note version. You find out he's got a brother and a sister, and you get the bare minimum about them, and that's it. Right. Like, and yeah. and the thing is that you know they had you have to like apply to have another kid at this point in in yeah, they earth kid, they a structure kid or whatever right. you have to apply to have another kid and in order to do so basically you have to kind of sign that kid over to if we want him in the army whatever he's ours who knows right. what whatever exactly the specifics they don't get into a lot of detail in the movie but uh this whole sibling you know kind of craziness he's got an older brother and an older sister yeah both of them failed out of the you know commander school even though they were they were really close right. which is you know you're supposed to get the idea that that's why why the third one becomes an option because they were close yeah but you know the brother's too quick to be aggressive yeah the sister is too compassionate and right. and you know i guess won't necessarily sacrifice everyone for the win if she right. needs to and they're looking for the Goldilocks, the one that's not too whatever, far, the whatever it is, exactly. They right. want the right one who can do it all. And uh, so anyway, so he, you know, he goes to space. Harrison Ford is there, kind of pulling all the puppet master strings and and all this sort of stuff. But um, as you as you go through the book, and you know, as we both said, this could be just our impression from My memory from ages book, ago, right? right? But um, when when I remember reading the book, and so they, they changed some things because they want the end to be slightly different. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they changed is that, uh, at least from my memory of the book, is uh, we were not so close to where he might actually be commanding all the forces in the universe. Right. It, it was not like... All of our ships were like right there, and uh, you know, so he does all these simulator things to test his abilities to fight them, and and all this stuff. That, and it's a really cool simulator kind of yeah. weird thing you're in. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, the way they play it out in the movie is kind of like you pass this one more test, and tomorrow you really fight them. Right. And that's not like the impression I got from the book, because first of all, that's kind of too close for the trick to work. Right. For it to really, well, there's a lot of, for it to really like sell the trick. Yeah. In in the book, he was kind of like taking a final exam at school. And if you pass it, that will be good. Right. Not then then you, then you will be the leader of the the forces of the universe. Right. And I don't know, there was something about the way that they wanted to sell that whole idea that everything was, I guess, more imminent or something, mm-hmm. that it almost like kind of pulls away from the trick. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not a surprise right. so much, really. Right. It's almost like you're watching the movie and you kind of go, well, duh. Right. I mean, it just, it just <laughs> seems do. like they're leading you right to... Yeah. what it will be. It's like a magician who is kind of just telling you what he's going to do way, in I'm advance. Do this in a set. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I don't know. So there was a lot of stuff about the ending that really killed everything for me because if if you have a story where the whole point is the trick at the end, that's the whole reason we were talking about anything in the first place. And that's why you sit in the chair for 90 minutes and then you the last 15. And, and then you yeah. really kind of uh, but you're getting the story from a storyteller who like doesn't like the trick. Right. Or something. Right. I, don't, I don't know what exactly it is. Well, I thought that Gavin Hood, in, in a lot of ways, I mean, this guy, I'm not going to take shots at like other things that he's done because he's done apparently some good films and some bad films. But it almost seems like he didn't understand that he that hasn't, was the trick. He hasn't done that much, though. No, I mean, he did. Uh, I know he did Wolverine Origins. Yeah. And Sotsi. And um, anyway, I'm blanking on I'm blanking on another one. But. It, it felt to me when we were watching it, I had time to think about it. He didn't understand that was the trick. Like he just did, he didn't you seem know, like he got I, that. I feel like he did so good with all the other stuff to a point, and then it just kind I, of fell he, a little. He did, I think, really do a great job. And, and I thought we were on that roller coaster of Dark Shadows again where it, I wasn't like, oh, man, it's going to crap. I wasn't even wholly bored. I was just like, wow, there's a moment here where it stopped feeling like it did 10 minutes ago. Right. And what is going on? I think that it was... Uh, Maybe not so much that he he didn't like the trick, but he so wanted good. something else to be yeah. more interesting. It was kind of like um, maybe it, it was kind of like he liked the second book better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, and he well, there's certainly something to be said for look. There's two things about the film, and in a second, I'm going to stop referring to how it is like in the book because really, I think one of the things I want to say before we get done with the show is really about how to look at things like this. Like when you love a book and you see the adaptation or the TV series or whatever. But in this regard, like I know that I do remember that Ender was really young when the book started, like he was like six or something. And and by the time he's like 12 or 11, like it's a period of time. Right. This film, he's like in and out of command school and battle school in like three weeks. Right. And they do a couple little things along the way. Like you see Harrison Ford at one point as uh, Colonel Gruff, he kind of like sees this time frame ticking down. Like it's like a countdown timer. And he's like, this is, this is how much time we have. We don't have a whole lot of time to coax right. and coddle him. Like get him ready. That's it. Right. And there were these throwaway moments that actually are really important to the overall story, but they, they felt rushed so that we could have the next battle room scene. You know, yeah. when Viola Davis is like, I, I need more time to figure out what's wrong with this kid or what's right with him. And he's like, we don't have time. Right. Like, that's an easy metaphor for what's going on in their lives, but it's also a, a signal to the audience, like, we're not going to pander to you and slow down. Like, this is important in 20 minutes. So, right. so the timing is, uh, is definitely off on a bunch of stuff. But you're right. They're either he, I don't know, unless you have a clip from Gavin Hood. You know, I mean, I kind of <laughs> guess the, he either didn't understand that that trick was important. Maybe he never read the book. You know, maybe he just read the screenplay. I, I don't think. Well, he wrote the screenplay. Did he? He did. It's his fault, then. It is. You know? <laughs> no, it completely is. Uh, he wrote and directed it. And, you know, I have to say, know, e- even though we're sort of uh, bagging on him a little bit, but he did a great job with the vast majority of the job. movie. With a lot of stuff that's very and, difficult. And not only, not only did he do a really good job, but, really but, but he has, going into this, he has no right to be making this movie in the first place. Like, given what he's done right. before, this is my he theory. hasn't done anything that, no. you, that you would go, oh, that's the guy. 
The that only you thing want, that I guess he did, know? I don't know how well rendition was with everybody, the Jake Gyllenhaal film. I know yeah. it looked great in trailers. I, and, I and didn't love it. 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 it fell away yeah. so fast, I think that was too. the wrong time to see it. But this reminds me of the Peter Jackson thing, where if you know anything about Peter Jackson's life before the Lord of the Rings stuff took hold of his you know, existence, right. this guy did like schlocky you, horror you films. You go, how Michael J. did he Ghost get comedy. that? Right. And he went into a room somewhere and was like, okay, this is the best-selling book of many geeks, and I'm going to do it just this 12 hours right. director cut 30 hours you know whatever and he got the job from like these horrible films that he did right it, that blows my mind he had like he had like things. some kind of geek cred he or had, something he had and, pictures uh, of and i don't know what, is yeah. what he did but but, but he but know, anyway gavin hood i feel like is is in kind of the same place like not to that extreme not that he's not a good director and he does he hasn't done good work or anything right but when you're taking a book that is like such a so beloved, uh, such a big you know, thing, yeah. and not only that, but has uh, you know layers and psychology going on. You know what's really funny, man? He is not the guy that you would go, oh, well, obviously the it, person we want is him. When right? somebody works on spec, if nobody knows what that means, it means you do the work without being paid for it. And most people in Hollywood don't ever do anything on spec, especially screenwriters. Like they'll they'll get a job assigned to them. Like here, we're going to do Ender's Game, write write a screenplay, and you get right. paid for that. Maybe Gavin Hood got the gig because he wrote a screenplay for it and was like, damn, that's really good. And he's yeah. like, yeah, now I'm going to be like alone with Rocky and I'm going to direct it. Right. They're like, what? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the thing is, but, anyway, but he did do a really great job a on a lot of job. it as a director. He did a great job in, including, uh, and Ace of Butterfield is really good anyway. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, he hasn't been around a lot, but he was in Hugo. He was really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people did not catch this, but he was in The Boy with Striped Pajamas. Yep. And that was an awesome yeah. movie. He, he surprised me by being in another film, but it was a bit role. And, uh, yeah, but so he's been he's around, really and good. he was really good in this, and it wasn't just him. I mean, it, he had direction, clear, clearly, in uh, yeah, some he, of the stuff that he did. And I'll give him credit for this. He's 16. OK. Yeah. And sometimes you get somebody who's like, you know, 34 or, 15 or right, whatever. Right. And you understand that they can do a lot of emotions because they've lived an adult life now. Right. He does an incredible amount of work being a teenage kid right. who's called on to do these exceptional things. And he hits all of them. And, and like he, he's really great. And he even does weird things. Yeah. In, in he the, does all in the, the movie strange, scary things because right, they're beyond what a person should be able to do unless you're right. that kind of sociopath. Right. Like. Man. Because, uh, yeah, there are parts in the movie he gets bullied. They practically force him to get bullied. They, yeah. you know, they stick him in situations where they know that he's probably going to yeah. not do well yeah, or did. whatever. Yeah. And uh, like Harrison Ford, you know, throws out the line that we have to keep him right. uh, alone or whatever. Yeah. We have to make sure that he stays by himself right. and he doesn't think anyone's going to help him, whatever. So they clearly are putting him in bad situations on purpose in a lot right. of ways. And, you know, whenever it seems like he's going to have some friends, they single him out somehow yeah. so that, the, you know, they won't like him or whatever. It doesn't I don't make know. sense. It's all Miyagi wisdom. Well, you know, right, it's basically right. like wax on to defend yourself. Right. And, but it gets him into some tough spots right. and man, he deals with and that. there are, there are a couple of scenes where 
like when we walked out of the movie, really even, yeah. I was like, I just, it, he almost does it too well. There's a scene, especially for me, there's a scene where he's in the shower, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do this weird game of, a uh, war game of flying around in zero gravity in their suits with their guns. And right. it's like a goofy trying to have strategy game. And uh, and so he beats the guy that he shouldn't have beat. Bonzo, and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and he comes to like attack him in the shower or whatever. Right. And all of us, you know, he just goes in like crazy mode. He's like, okay, well, it's on now, and he's just like, and he is so creepy looking, yeah, yeah. that you almost want to think, you know, uh, Bonzo or whatever, however yeah. tough he might think he is and right. why ever it is he's in charge of everything, he's still giving up like six inches to Ender, <laughs> even if he's yeah. younger. Yeah. And, he's and I'm thinking Bonzo might go, yeah, all right. right. Uh, or, or at least like get his boys right. back or, yeah. or something. Ender, Ender calls him out. He's like, yeah, you're a big man coming into a shower to attack with two of your friends. Right. Like, Watch the door. And they look at him like, are you sure? Like even they looked at him like, <laughs> Dude, he's almost our height. Uh, whatever. And Bonzo's like, I'm going to kick your this. ass yeah. or whatever. And, <laughs> and you know, it's funny because Bonzo even threatens him at one point. And he, and he like, punches him. And yeah. this, in this goofy situation where, you know, it's, it's just better to take a shot and not fight back and everything, right? And Bonzo, like, punches him. And he says, if you ever do whatever, blah, 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 I'll kill you. Right. And Bonzo says that in exactly like schoolyard bully way. Right. You know, right. I'll kill you, man. Because it, that's not what he means, really. Right. Because Bonzo's not going to kill anybody. Right. right. Because Bonzo will get in a lot of trouble if right. he kills somebody. Right. And, you know, and it's this whole bully thing, right? Yeah. And and when they're in the shower scene, Ender is sitting there and he and he goes, okay, well, now it's on and he came to get me. And Ender's going, oh, I guess I'm going to have to kill you. Right. I mean, he just gets this look on his face. He washes his face, no pun intended, just like switches this <laughs> right. look. And he's like, this is it. Yep. Like, and, one and, of us is walking out of here. <laughs> right. And, I, and he did that so good and yeah. it was so weird that it just, all I could think of was that Bonzo <laughs> might kind of rethink maybe if he yeah. suddenly if he was looking at that guy. so much, he could have maybe found a way out. <laughs> right. But, and I, I thought – and even before that when they had a conflict, you know, Ender calls him out into the hall when he embarrasses him and he basically just – you know, he's like, I'll end you, man. Don't ever cross me. He goes, look, this is what you should do. Keep me out of this. Do this. You'll have faith. Everyone will think I back down, and then you'll look right. smart tomorrow. And then he does it, and I thought they were going to have another, you know, obviously I know the story because I remember, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this in the book. Right. And it ended a little differently in the movie, but I knew they wouldn't do it. But there's the idea that maybe they'll talk it out again, but then no, no, no talking out. <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you fight a guy in the shower, there's no more talking. Right. That's the rule. Right. So... Anyway, but uh, but he's so good in general. Yeah, and, he's and really even, great. And it, you know, it's not just that. The thing that is impressive is that there's a wide range of stuff he has to do. You yeah. know, he has to be like kind of the scared little kid at times, too. Yeah. And he has to do some scenes with his sister when he's just like... Insecure and getting sure. Getting yeah. lost in his compassion almost right. because he really kind of, you know wavers between his older brother and his older sister. Yeah. And, and sometimes he thinks, I, you know, I'm on the brother side now right. yeah. and I'm just going to start killing stuff. And yeah. then at other times he's like on the sister side and it's like he almost, 
he almost like can't do anything because he's just in this weird compassion mode. Right. And he has to pull off all of this yeah. stuff that is so varied that it's insane. <laughs> and he does it all really well. I and mean, he was really, he was really, really good. good. Even, even in the end, when I didn't like the ending, he was still strong. He, he was still, really well. he, he was still was good. Yeah. And, and it was funny because there is, there's right at the moment where there's the trick reveal. And I think that that went all wrong. And, yeah. and that's, you know, that's part of the uh, writing the screenplay because you want something to be a little different or something. Yeah. I think ultimately when, uh, when Gavin Hood sat down to write this screenplay, he, somehow he had some thought that he wanted to sell second book Ender yeah. more in this in this book because uh, all this remorse and everything and like the build up for it yeah. and the idea that we you know decimate some other race I'll like totally spoil the movie now. Here it's all. Um, yeah, <laughs> but We're this, halfway through the show, we but can this it. whole. Uh, this whole idea of, uh, you know, I don't even know what, like at what cost or, right. or some, some kind of like military statement that you're trying to make where Harrison Ford way at the end gets, he starts throwing out some odd sounding lines, mm-hmm. I think, you know, and it's like, we're trying to sell that more. So we kind of pare down, yeah, the reaction that everyone has to the trick and right. and how happy everyone is supposed to be, whatever you know. Yeah, and even when that stuff is happening, I still liked the kid. He yeah. was still doing so good. It was yeah. like he was trying for all he was worth to make the cell work. Yeah. I think al- almost like despite the screenplay. Yeah, even the corners that they cut in the story that will in which I know definitely bugged a few of my friends who've seen it and will inherently bug people who love the book um, or don't understand why a book can't be made fully into a two hour film or less. Right. There was a great scene where he's like you said, he's feeling more like his sister when maybe he should be feeling more like his brother, more aggressive instead of more passive or more thoughtful. And the whole thing that they even start the, the movie off with, which is a quote, you know, and I'm not going to, get it right but it's you know i know my enemy and when i know when i know my enemy fully i love him and then i can destroy him. and then i destroy him yeah. and she reiterates this valentine reiterates this to ender when you know he's requested a meeting and harrison ford's basically like we might lose this kid which sucks because he's right now the thing we've got he's the one right and we'll give him what he wants and blah 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 and there's a great moment there when he's very vulnerable and she and he's telling her because he feels like she'll understand. And she's like, Ender, you got to get out of it. Like they'll if they come back, they'll kill us all. Like right. he puts that aggression back. You know, she flips that back on him and he sees it and recognizes it and then adapts. And he's like, OK, I can go on, I guess. But there's there's all these moments where he's riding that line and he's either fully committed. Like when he's really like his brother, he's really like his brother. Right. When he's real soft. He's really like his sister. And then he's finding that place where he's himself. And I thought. I thought it was really hard. You know, I thought the screenplay, again, all, you know, a lot of props to Gavin Hood for a lot of stuff. I loved everything about the film, really just a small compartment around the end I didn't enjoy because 
as I was watching, I remembered so much of the book is just this internal monologue of Ender. Right. Like he's just talking about all, it'd be like if the Harry Potter books didn't have anybody else around and you just had to listen to Harry talk about potions all day. You know? Right. Right. You know, it's really hard to convey that. And I think a lot of stuff that works is he conveys an awful lot of it just with nonverbal communicate, like the way he looks, the right. way he, he, he just sells like, what happens in the scene, in even when he scene. has no line. The right. first time he eats lunch and the second time he eats lunch, you, you know, everything that's going on in that kid's life by the way he's sitting and eating. And that's, you know, that's hard stuff for, right. To ask of any kid, and he did great. Right. And that whole cast around him, we talked about it. I didn't think there was a weak link in the cast at all. It's funny, we really dug that film, except for this, like, 20, 25, 30-minute pocket that kind of suffered it. Right. But aside from that, this would have been really, really... Well, and see, now that is the kind of thing that might throw people who are listening or people (laughs) who are, like, reading a review, right? Right. And... And I almost kind of agree with them in a certain way because we did really like so much of this movie. And, you know, one quick thing, too, is like, you know, you mentioned about uh, that he has this thing that he says. And it even starts the movie by throwing it up on the movie, uh, the actual words just writing. Literally right there. Um, This whole thing about, you know, I once I fully know my enemy and, and that whole thing. And, and that's actually a lot more in the book. Yeah. And now we're just kind of like, I don't even know. We're just sort of like paying homage to the fact that this is in the book and it's not going to be in the movie. Right. So since we're not going to really deal with this in the movie, we'll start the movie by putting the words up on the screen. Right. Because really a lot of stuff that happens uh, in the book is the re it is based around you know that quote because the reason he wins everything is because he's like an a super empath right, right. It, it's it's really more connected to how he wins than they want to show you in the movie right the way he wins against various bullying situations and things like that is that he understands why the people are doing it understands who they are and understands what will stop them. Right. And that's, and then he gets to, you know, there are some situations where if he just does certain things, then it will be over. Right. There are other ones where he fully understands that this bully will never stop. Right. And I'm just going to keep kicking him because <laughs> right. that's the way to stop him. Right. And, and we don't really deal with any of that. Yeah. Right. And then even in the end, when he's actually fighting the bugs, in the book, now, this is another thing where I don't remember it yeah. exactly, maybe, but I, the way the battle happens is not how it happens in the book. I, I remember it being different, too. And the way it happens in the book kind of has a connection to this whole, he, he, think he feels like he understands how they're fighting and what they're doing, right. and that's how he gets that's how he comes up with how to beat them. Right. And, and and you just don't get that. And then it's a weird thing that it's like, we're going to say this a couple times, yeah, but but we're not really going to, we're not going to really deal with it. Yeah. And that's the same thing too, with the siblings. Like we're going to kind of shove the siblings at you in a way that it doesn't necessarily really happen in the book, but there's a lot of stuff, that we need to have because I don't know, you know, fanboys. We have to mm-hmm. we have to throw out things for the people who right. 
who know the book really well, and we want to say stuff about this whole dueling situation he has, but instead of actually kind of looking at early life and growing up with these siblings, we'll just have his brother beat him up once, and and then you'll go, oh, I get it, so his brother's aggressive and picks on him all the time, and... And it's it's very kind of cheap, and it's like movie okayness. You right. know, it's like well, it's a movie, and you have to do stuff quick, and so fine. But then we want to like rely on it a lot later when we haven't really done it in the it first place. With, All we did right. was here's the you know look, his brother beats him up, and then. Yeah. You know, it's almost like they think they're clever by saying we're going to play this game. And we refer to it as though this is a game they play a lot. Right. And and you're supposed to go, oh, see, now I know that his right. brother, his brother picks and, on him yeah. all the time yeah. instead of actually kind of doing something, something with him. And his brother in, in the book, you know, is not supposed to be just kind of this cliche bully jerk. Guy, no, he's you an know, actual, he's, he's an effective sociopath. He, in the he's book. Like, he's he, like he uh, goes on to do a bunch of stuff, right? Doesn't he get like yeah, high high political activity and right? right. If I'm remembering the book right, like yeah. he ascends politically under a pseudonym. I can't remember it, but yeah. I, I know he's like. But and I thought, strangely looking back on it, I I always, I don't always do that. But when a film's really great and you look back and you realize that the first five minutes are kind of awkward, but you don't feel it yet because you don't have the whole experience to feel right. yet. I remember thinking, like, that's how they're going to represent him. Okay, because maybe not everyone has read Ender's Game. Maybe not everyone knows that his brother is a crazy, like, a crazy person. Right. And can't control, you know, whatever rage and, and social climbing that he's got. But when they did it and then they just kind of breezed and moved on, I'm like, oh, it's the Cliff Note version. We're <clears throat> right. supposed to believe, like what you said, we'll play that game again. You, you, you're supposed on. to... You're supposed to probably and, just take it from you read the book, right? And, and I you think, know, and, so. and in some way, maybe, maybe that works. I, I it's weird because we both had read the book, even though it had been a long time. And I haven't, I haven't actually. I mean, all my friends have read the book. I don't know anybody who's seen the film yet that has never read the book. So I don't know how well that works or doesn't. But at this point, people are so used to seeing that in film. Right. Like you're just like, okay, I get it. I'm really curious to like see how the lazy, ending plays out too. It would be interesting. But uh, you know, for me, so uh, going back to what I was saying before that I got lost on, um, you know, it is a probably weird thing if you're listening to the show or or even reading a review, and someone's going, yeah, this is all awesome, it's all great, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't kind of like the end, but. For me, anyway, the movie only exists to have the end, and it, it doesn't matter how good you do all the beginning stuff if, you know, at the end, the trick doesn't work. Right. It, it's like it doesn't matter what the magician does the whole time. That's right. all you're you're watching and build up the trick going, hey, this is pretty cool. Look at right. this. And then all of a sudden, the trick doesn't like work. Like the lights don't go out when they shoot. Right. You see right. the guy like Burt Wonderstone crawling yeah. around on his right. side. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Like, I'm invisible. And, and it really yeah, it really depends on that. Working. It, it really kind of killed it for me when I'm going through the movie, liking it and everything. And then. There's just, you know, it's almost like you have the wrong agenda behind the writing at some point because you switch up what the ending does and how it works. And it's really different. It's not like, uh, and yet at the same time, it's exactly the same, actually. Like (laughs) the trick itself. You can't have it both ways. The trick itself is exactly the same. It is. It's what happens, you know, around the trick that is completely different. 
And in a very odd way, I thought, yeah. even if it was, uh, it, you know, so let's just let's say go. Guess they're what? they're celebrating. <laughs> right. In the book, they are celebrating like, you know, we just found out that our plot to kill Hitler worked. Right. And everyone goes bananas, imagine, imagine right? Your I office mean, pool wins the six billion dollar Powerball. <laughs> right. That's the celebration you right. see from the the big suit. But it's like this weird relief, yeah, joy celebration stuff too, right? I don't know. And you know, in the movie, they just uh, well, Ender Ender and his crew are <laughs> just kind of go, like, yeah, okay, we did it. How about that? What do you think of that? And they turn around and they right because they because they passed their final. They did their yeah. They got their final, and document. that's how they're reacting. And they did it on a gamble that was awesome, and nobody knew it was going to work. And Ender did it. They trusted him. They all worked together as a team. Blah blah blah. They turn around. Right. There's no confetti. There's just a bunch of people with their backs to the mound, kind and of they're talking. Just, it was, it's almost like they didn't watch the final. Like they're just right. talking about something else, and they're like, "Oh, you got? Oh, yeah, you did it. Okay, great. Right? You know, there's no emotion. It's like there. Uh, it's like Hunger Games when you know they're supposed to be watching her train, and right. they're all just eating and talking yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. and she shoots the arrow at him or yep. whatever. But like just before that, when she's doing all this stuff, and she's going, "Well, that wasn't great, but I did pretty good," and she right. looks up, and no one's even paying attention right. to her at all. Right. And they're they're up there watching them and everything, and then. At first, they're just kind of standing there, and they yeah. go, like, whatever. And then they have, like, this weird little conference where they're just all going, Psh. Yeah, murmur, 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 And then eventually, they start they're a little kind bit. of yeah. celebratory yeah. a little bit. Almost like, I don't have to pay full price for this ticket kind of thing. Right. Not like, okay, now the relief is kicking in. Like, you just did something great. Right. Um, Right. They kind of like thanks for that discount. I, you know, yeah, they pulled that free appetizer. They pulled the thing off know. of their Happy Meal and right. they won like they, free fries. Right. They're like, hey, right. we can get another set of fries. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I I don't know, but so for me that really just tore me like right out of the movie. All of the all the stuff that I was liking and I was I was actually kind of surprised because yeah. I sort of thought going in that. They wouldn't. It wouldn't really be that good, and it was way better than I thought. Really and was. he was so good, yeah. and it was it was actually just fun to watch him doing it. I, at certain points, I was like, I I can't even believe he's doing this this well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we get to the end, and you're like, Wait, what? Where were? Yeah. For the first hour, I'm because I know the trick. You know, I mean, right. read, we've read the book. For the first hour, I'm watching it and I'm slowly being more impressed. I'm having a ton of fun. I'm enjoying watching everybody, not bored. I'm really dialed in. And I didn't look over at you, but I'm like, this is going to be friggin' awesome. Right. Like, this is really on path to be, like, this really unexpected. Like, why do we always see great films out of the summer that should have right. been in the summer? And then it kind of faltered, and I was just like – and I, I remember thinking when we were getting through the end of the Queen stuff, and I was like – does it really matter? Because everything was amazing up to that point. And, and, and if you knew the trick coming anyway, for you specifically, like for me specifically, if everything was really great getting there, and I'm like, no, stop. It does matter. Because it, it, like what you said, it's the trick. Like yeah. You didn't just sit through an hour of this to miss that. Right. Like It's got to build to that and work. And, and you know what's really weird is that watching the movie and leading up to that point, the closer we got to the trick – yeah. And the way that they were doing it, because it really was different. What Once you get to like, you know, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes before we, we hit before. the trick, yeah. it it really kind of 
diverges from the book in how we're building stuff up and how we're leading to it exactly. And just before we got to the trick, I started thinking they they might not even do the trick. Yeah, how are they get? Maybe it'll be something different. Uh, maybe Ender yeah. has a new. Maybe Ender is going to understand them and finally. I was I was like thinking yeah. this might turn into the craziest thing ever because it was starting <laughs> to be different, and I was like, how different is it going to be? Right. I right. I was sitting there, and at, at a certain point, I was clearly thinking to myself. Right now, I would not be that surprised right. if it was just a whole other thing. If they just went a different way and said, what about if it's just not a trick? Right. And, if it's and I was like, strategy? what? <laughs> and it, and, tricks on you, buddy. And, yeah. and then that was actually kind of interesting to think experience. Of. Right to be in to go, right. oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, are they, <laughs> the, the trick is that we tricked you into right. thinking that, <laughs> the trick, the that there trick, was a trick. It was your dad's trick. It, it, it was a little weird, but it was, uh, it was just such a weird turn that, I, you know, I don't know for me, there's, there's a point to the book and the trick mm-hmm. and, what Orson Scott Card is trying to say about people and like the human condition in general and how people's minds work and how to make stuff happen and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, uh, you know, the movie's point is Gavin Hood's stuff that he wants to say about the military and uh, why we should or shouldn't do whatever, you know, who knows? I don't know. But, but like I said, it felt like, you know, he just liked the second and it's probably even the third book more than the first one. He was like, I like this stuff where it's all about like this regret and this trying to make amends. Right. I like that guy. Right. And, yeah. and this is the movie. movie. This is right. the movie I have to make. But I can. I can. Well, I guess because I know we're getting close to the end, and we want to hear. I want to hear anyway. I don't know if we want to hear, but I want to hear the sound stuff. But I yeah, guess, sure. I guess the thing to say as we get close to it is that people that haven't read the book, I think, will probably really like this film. I think they may have questions as they go through it and just be like, I wonder if that. You know, they don't know what they're missing, but they might be like, I bet the book explores or explains these things a little bit more like right. his family his sisters his brother like all the stuff that goes on there for everybody that did read the book my feeling about that is there's so much here to be happy about that they got right yeah the small pocket of like 10 minutes and right and at the end they I mean, not at the end but right before they the won't end, have the disappointment factor well, of it have, not working out the way they right. expect it to so but I think, that'll be good. i think for people that have read the book and have seen the film there's so much here to be happy about so much here to be really truly like wow they got so much of it right and in my opinion that's like 90 percent of what's in the movie they right. got that right there's just this weird thing that was very important they get right that they didn't right but I mean, I know for a fact that a couple people who've seen it, they really can't let go of some of the history that's in the books and the fleshed out stuff that's in the book that doesn't right. make it. And you just have to explain to them, if you've never written a screenplay before, you don't understand how hard it is to get right. everything in. And even if you get and, everything and unless in, it's it going to be a six-hour movie. Right. You, I mean, in, for some people, Ender's Game should have probably been a miniseries. Right. Or a two-night, a three-night event, some sort of you know small version of stuff. But really there's not a whole lot to be upset about with and, this except and, right and not only that i mean i i really feel like i have to give it three and a half stars like i said i kind of feel like i want to give it more 
but I just I just can't do it. But, I came close to the three and but, three quarters, but, but I, I still I still really recommend it. I do it's too. I think still, it's a lot of fun to go it's see. It's still a really good movie to see, and you know sometimes it's it's not about the rating necessarily, right? right. It's sometimes like, it's about you know for everybody it, else who doesn't have to do this. It's very entertaining. As a job, if you if you have a babysitter or you don't, and you just want to go out on a date or you just love the book. This is a film worth seeing. This yeah. is a film worth going to see some night in a theater, and full price. Even like, it's really good. Even among people who have read the book, you know, probably most people are a little easier to please than us when it comes to the ending, and it won't it, it won't be we, that big a deal. I know, I don't I'm know. very specific about stuff, especially when it's an adaptation. Sometimes I'm just like. You already had it written in front of you. Right. And you know it's a great sell because it's been selling right. for 30 years. Like, right. why do you got to mess that up? How hard yeah. is it to just do this? I, I don't know. But I think I think the Switch is kind but of anyway. a kill for me. It, yeah. uh, I know that when I was watching it, it it just pulled me so far away from everything. Because yeah. all of a sudden, instead of, instead of thinking about how are they going to do this, what's going to come next, what's going to be in it, and I was, you know, really engaged, all of a sudden I was like, what? Yeah, but I was yeah. just so instantly like removed from right. the experience. It, it was so weird. So what do you got here? Um, oh, okay. Anyway, right. I have. Uh, yeah, yeah let's hear this. we got a couple of of things to play, and maybe we can talk about them. But uh, the first one is this one I thought was really interesting. It's uh, Asa, and he's talking about the sibling relationship, and I thought yeah. it's really funny because there's not a whole lot because there. not so much. This I we should say too before we run out of time. This is a movie that I know has like another hour oh, yeah, on the floor. Stuff, right. There is so much stuff. You know, there are other parts. Absolutely. You you can tell by listening to him. There's more of the siblings right. somewhere. Yeah. They're just not in the final version. Right. But anyway, we'll check him out. Ender's relationship with his siblings is one of the very important aspects of both the book and the film. It's one of them, if not the most of important aspects of it, whether throughout the film Ender's always deciding whether he's Valentine, his sister who's compassionate, selfless and giving, or his brother Peter who's violent, sort of selfish and harsh. And so he's always flicking between the two, which is also one of the things that inspired me to want to be the characters. All right, I feel pretty smart because Ace had just cribbed what I said like 20 minutes ago. Right. So, and and it, going, it's so. interesting that there is that enough in the movie. Yeah. For absolutely, you uh, get a hint of it. Yeah, but you can just tell. I feel like I can tell just the fact that he's, uh, you know, focusing on that. Yeah. Is it means he's been in scenes. Yeah, that, that we're where there was. And you know more very we well if, if we hadn't if we had never read the book and we saw this film, what we would be saying today is, I know in the book there are these scenes. Right. We've we've said that with books we've not read right, before right. when seeing the films. So. Right. Uh, and the the next one is uh, uh, Harrison Ford, and he's just talking about basically Star Wars. Him and Ender. Yeah, Star Wars. Ender has been chosen, and it is it's up to Hiram Graf uh, to go and um, uh, reassure him that it's the right thing for him to do. So there's a degree of manipulation uh, that uh, that Graf employs, psychology that Graf employs, and he's um, he is informed and counseled by his colleague Anderson, played by Viola Davis, uh, in the in what will best work 
to keep Ender folded into the mission and, uh, and to help him get through the challenges that he's going to face in training. See, and I think that's another thing where uh, we do get that in the movie, yeah. but we don't, we don't quite get it enough, really. Right. And there's... You, you get it, but you don't feel the impact the way you do when it's more fleshed out. You, so. you don't. And if you really get a good impression of it, in the movie, it's because you read the book, right? Not you you're know, bringing enough to it for for right. people who did not read the book. There, yeah. you know, it's like you read the synopsis of the movie, and so now you know that's what happens. And then you see what they do on the screen, and you go, "See, oh, that's so what happens." Yeah. But they don't really deliver it enough, and I think that that's a, another case where you can almost tell watching the movie, even if you don't know the book or anything, uh, uh, or even hear him talking about it. I feel he's got other scenes where he was yeah. messing more. with Ender yeah, more right. and who knows why they all got pulled right. for time or whatever. But I almost feel like he's got some scenes that probably are close, more closely related to the book yeah. where at some point somebody said, man, that's going a little far. It's right. almost like yeah. if you, if you did all three movies, you would never get all the stuff Peter does. No, right. No way. Right. Because yeah. he's a lunatic yeah, he's and, insane. and that's not the movie we no. want to have. Right. Yeah. Um, the last one is uh, Gavin hood talking about the production. And this is actually a really good one because you can get uh, something out of, I think this little interview clip that kind of, lets you in on why so many things went right, I think. Oh, okay. Because, uh, because so much of it did go right. Yeah. I'm tremendously proud of the work that the production designers, Ben Proctor and, and Sean Harworth, did on this film. Their attention to detail in the sets um, and Peter Landau in the set decoration and uh, Christine Bislin-Clark in the costume design and Don Maloyevich in props, all of these folks... Um, paid a great deal of attention to detail. And there's moments, for example, when the kid stands in the shower and, and Ender got in the shower to shower, and wait a minute, there's a cake of soap hanging here from the props department that's actually got some writing about the international fleet and it's in a certain shape of a star. We never see it in the movie. Um, we never see that detail. But Ender felt the detail. Asa Butterfield uh, felt that. The same was with the helmets. I mean, a tremendous amount of work went into these helmets. And they are particularly dear to me because we did have to persuade, and I hope my producers won't mind me saying this, but we had to do a lot of persuading of our producers to say, we really need these helmets to be brilliantly designed with visors that will perfectly curve to reflect the lights that are going to have to be practical in the set. You can't avoid reflections in a clear glass dome. They're going to be there. So the lighting design has to be brilliant. And the way that the lights above are divided into shapes, and if you look at the shots in the movie, when they're standing in the gate, for example, I'm really proud of those shots. Because when you look at uh, Bonzo, for example, and he says, you, uh, step aside, have a look at the lighting in the helmet and watch how it looks like a sort of tribal set of lines in a frown mark. That's not by mistake. That's beautiful work done by the lighting department and, 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 and Don McAlpine with Steve Mathis, the gaffer, um, the production designers designing those lighting units, the way they look, the design of the helmets and the glass curves in them, um, right down to the fact that there are fans in the back of those helmets blowing air through the front so the actors don't mist up their helmets when they're talking. So much detail, so much care, and um, 
as I say, uh, you know, you don't make a film on your own, and I had a phenomenal crew of people who really cared and, and, and really worked hard. And uh, we're about to run out of time, but... That was uh, really cool, actually. Yeah, we may uh, end up going over like a minute or two or something, but I think that what was, what's interesting about that particular just little brief clip of interview is that he's so dialed in to you know, creating a whole world and, and letting, you know, the, the acting and the story like come out of it, you know, it's a lot easier to be Ender yeah. when you're actually when you're living in, in Ender's world. You know, and, and a lot of people that make movies, I mean, this, you know, for a lot of people, this may just seem like a silly thing. Like, yeah. you know, we, we had to convince people to give us the money to make the helmets exactly the way we wanted to. Right. And, you know, people don't realize all the stuff that yeah. goes on into trying to make something when there's people going, you know, like uh, like Harrison Ford really does. You know, yeah. we already have these suits. Use those, right? Right. right. And and to even uh, try to be that on it, you right. know. All right. Well, we ran out of time for the live show, yeah. so thanks for tuning we'll in. If you're live, we'll be here for another second. Goodbye. But, yeah. Um, um, well, in a way, that's that's kind of frustrating to hear him though say that. I mean, he's he's right, and it reminds me when we went to go see this. Yeah, I'm not. This is not going to be the tangent that you think it's going to sound like. But when we went to go see the Stanley Kubrick 230, Room 237 film, oh God, yeah. with all the theories about all the way that the rug looked and the paintings right. and stuff, people are reading into an awful lot of stuff in that regard. Here, he's basically saying, like, we lit that so that the frown was on the face. Like, that's, right. that's Room 237 conspiracy theory stuff, but it's purposeful here. And right. that's exciting to hear because that attention to detail, and sometimes you'll hear actors... Or just crew say, we built a whole set, you know, the book is full of this stuff that didn't, no one ever saw, but it was there for the actors so that they really felt in the moment. That's awesome. With all that attention to detail about the friggin' soap, how about nailing the trick? But how, about, how about putting your effort and energy into just he, nailing what he is He likes specific? the trick his way or whatever. I'm interested now more than ever for when this comes out to hear, like, the director's commentary. And I'm right. not even going to listen to the whole film. I'm just going to fire it up to the trick. Right. And I'm going to be like, tell me why you did what you did. Because in a way, again, this could have been a four, four and a half star film for me. I don't think it, I mean, I don't know, maybe if they'd really nailed the trick, it, it would have been a perfect they, film. If they would have done the trick but, right. But yeah. him talking about all this attention to detail, man, that's the first thing I think of, which is that's all great. Get the soap right. Right. And get the lighting right. But how about nailing the climax? Right. How about doing that right? That's irksome to me. But, I'm but down to there three is, now. <laughs> but there is a lot of uh, there's I mean, a, you know there's I mean, a right? lot of the movie. I, I totally do, and because that's frustrating. And, and the, it's not as frustrating to me because I feel like it, I don't I don't think he tried to do the trick right know, and got it I wrong. Know what you mean. He I tried know. to he, do he it the way he did it, and he did that right too. Yeah. It, but. He just did it wrong, and uh, the trick is wrong, and it, it should have been the other way. <laughs> it would be been. interesting if the Blu-ray has, like, the alternate trick. It would be trick great if it's the perfect trick. We, oh, shot it, we shot it a few different times, and this is the one. With, this, mind. This, I can't wait for the Blu-ray this trick. This is the one we went with, but we did do it the other way. What a great that way to would sell. be You know awesome. what's going to be amazing? Look, I, I know you've got a point you're trying to make, but I'm sorry. This is soon to be happening. Like, they're selling versions of, of special editions and Blu-rays with different special features for different outlets. Right. 
you go get Into Darkness. Into Darkness is the big one that's annoying. You go buy it at Target, you get special features that aren't right, on the one from right, Walmart, that aren't right. on the one from Best Buy. You have to get six of them to get the full version. Or just wait a year, and then they'll put out one that has them all, right? They'll put out the super one for how 20 long, bucks more. How right? long is it going to be before they start doing, like, this Blu-ray has an alternate ending? Right. You know? And you're going to be like, you sons of bitches. You got right. the trick. Yeah. You did it right. That's coming. I, I watch. This show is the first to say it. I, I have my suspicions. It's happening, man. I have my suspicions that if you're making this movie, you're going to film the yeah, trick. The yeah, a couple of different ways. It wouldn't be that hard. A couple of different times. Yeah. And, and you're going to go, do I like that emotion? Right. Do I like this emotion? Do I think with everything else I've done, I like it this way? Whatever. Right. And, I mean, they're somewhere. It doesn't mean that we'll ever see them on the Blu-ray. We better. But I have to believe that they exist. If I run into Harrison exist, Ford in right? an elevator, I'm going right. to say, exactly. look. I'm not even going to ask you about Star Wars. Are there, are there different versions? Is there another version where uh, you guys act a little but, bit more But on? what I like about especially the way he's talking about that, because, hate the ending or not, we loved a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you listen to him talk about that, there's a lot of other stuff. When they're, yeah. When yeah. they're in Ender's house, and they've got the TV going, and right. they are in a, kind of a weird combination of almost retro future. Yeah. At, and and it all feels right, yeah. and it makes everything else happen better. And there there are a lot of other parts where uh, there's a couple of pivotal scenes where uh, one of them is with Harrison Ford and Viola Davis, and they are talking to Ender, and she's almost trying to Basically. hold his hand. Yeah. And Harrison Ford is saying, you're not gonna. Right. And there's another scene with uh, Harrison Ford and Ben Kingsley and, and Ace Butterfield. And, and Ben Kingsley gets like this weird like reprimand, yeah. which you know there's some scenes that happened right. before that that we didn't see. But both of those scenes, you can tell, uh, like, especially now that you listen to them, that you know, they did those so extensively purposefully yeah, I agree you're going to stand exactly here you're going to look right. over your shoulder exactly like this and the light is going to be over here right and it all and it and all it works, works. Yeah. it's all really well done and it's weird because I would have never guessed you know before going into this that I you know I would like to see more yeah stuff and from him stuff. yeah I don't know. Anyway, that's... Uh, what a weird film, because we were both maybe for slightly similar reasons, but we both went into this. Like, I definitely went into this with really low expectations. It looked to me... I don't know if I went I in saw, with really low expectations. You weren't happy. I, I went in with low expectations, I was and low. I just... It wasn't really a low expectation thing. It was just that I thought, I, but I know the trick. I just... Yeah. I couldn't... Yeah. I, I couldn't even wrap my head around it enough to have low expectations. I just thought it was such a strange thing because, yeah. you know, like I said, it's, if, if, if you know if the trick, I had right. read The Sixth Sense and now I have to go watch the movie, I would think that's a weird <laughs> thing to do. It's yeah. so much of just buying into the trick. Anyway, uh, we should wrap up here. Starting next week, we are probably uh, going to really be into end of the year mode, and yeah. I imagine that we'll be doing a couple of things each week, and it might even be some catch-up stuff. We might just quickly go back over a couple things right. or whatever. But uh, the big thing, obviously, next week is Thor, right. 
And I, I, <laughs> and the I, way you say it, it I, sounds so exciting. Because yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, you know, first of all, I didn't love the first one anyway. It, it was pretty good, I guess. But I, yeah. I didn't really love it. I, I like the whole Avengers thing way more than just Thor by himself. Right. I didn't think it was any any great awesomeness. It was pretty good, but I didn't love it. And now it's the second one, and it's almost like this weird, like Thor on acid or something. It's like a, it just looks so bizarre. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. But well, we'll see it anyway. It'll be fun. It'll, it, yeah. It, it'll be big fun, and the show will be more fun than the movie probably yeah. for some people. Anyway. Um, thanks a lot for tuning in. We're uh, going to get out of here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, go see Ender's this Game. This is a really good one. It, I mean, it, we do, I mean, we're, yeah, we'll finish now, but I mean, we do this sometimes where we talk negatively about something and we're like three stars uh, or the other way we'll praise it. And they're like, that's only two stars. We'll say, here's all this great this stuff, one, but it sucked. This one was pretty close to being four for me. And again, three and three quarters. I just love taunting you with the quarter stars. But, right. you know, this is totally worth going if to this see. One, like, going to check out in the main theater, not like a second run thing. Don't wait for Netflix. No, this yeah. Is, this is it, really fun. It's, it's good and it's worth seeing. And you were kind of trying at one point to throw out the idea of... Um, no, I'm going to lose it now. I can't, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Tell me outside. You were, uh, you were trying to get something through about the movie and I don't think you did it and now uh, I completely lost it but anyway next week yeah we'll it'll, start the show next it, week it'll be it. it'll be in there somewhere I guess yeah. but um, anyway thanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, come back next week for Thor or... tell all your friends share subscribe tell all, share all that great stuff yeah. thanks bye Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.